Hi, I'm Luann Botta, and I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Welcome back to another episode. The topic is a holiday of hope. I'm talking about this Christmas holiday season that we're in, and I trust that as you were listening last week, you're anticipating what and how we're going to do this week. Yeah, we were kind of in the doom and gloom, <laughs> Not but really. just building up. Yes, yes. And if you didn't listen last week, we talked about the 400 years of silence from heaven and the hope of the world entered into time the hope of the world being Jesus. Mm -hmm. He enters into time after that 400 years and the hope of a savior is restored. So what does that look like to all of us? You were talking just a couple oh, minutes ago yes. about that, the timing of God. Because I happened upon Galatians chapter four, <clears throat> verse four, it says, but when the fullness of time came, yeah. God sent his son born of a woman born under the law so that he might redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters. Yes. I think people had strayed so far away from God during mm -hmm. that 400 years, mm -hmm. which is something we can kind of relate to in our culture, culture. right mm -hmm. now, that God was waiting for mm -hmm. them to get to the point where they were really hungry and desperate for him yes. to speak. And he knew he was going to do something so different that it, he was going to bring them into the new covenant, yes. which was not under the law, <laughs> but to adopt us. That was such a radical idea that it makes sense to me that he needed this big, long timeout. <laughs> Chunk of time. Yeah. Time out. Just like a coach calls a timeout yes. to get everybody like, settle down, Adjusted. get ready. Yes. This is the new plan. <laughs> Call, you know, this is good. the new place. Yeah. And, and I love when you said the fullness of time. Yes. That's how he works with everybody. That's mm -hmm. how he works. And that's how he worked with this whole story. This is a redemptive story. Yes. There's another verse in Romans and it says, for while we were still helpless at the right mm -hmm. time... Christ died for the ungodly. That's right. And it doesn't always make sense to us. Like, why would you put people through that for 400 years That's where right. you didn't speak? But God knew their hearts. We mentioned this last week, the story of, of Zechariah and, and, and Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yes. And how he had looked at their hearts. And then even though they had been in this kind of spiritual desert mm -hmm. their whole lives, they were still faithful. They were still mm -hmm. blameless. So even in the most dismal atmosphere... Yes. And we may be facing that in our culture. Mm -hmm. He is still looking for those people whose hearts are That's turned exactly towards right. him. What they were dealing with was a spiritual battle. That it being called that, I guess, in that time. But mm -hmm. when you're thinking about that kind of a darkness, when darkness invades light, we've got a spiritual battle going on. Mm -hmm. When light invades darkness, we've got a spiritual victory going on. So that's what has happened for them. And that's leading right into yes. what I was just going to be saying. And we're going to take this now down to what we're all dealing with. And what do you do if you're feeling hopeless in this season of hope? When we're talking about this time of year, and a lot of people don't feel hope. A lot of people feel very heavy. When we understand that the battle that we've all been in, that we we talked about last week, the spiritual battle, there is a remedy to that. And that is Christ. You know, the, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Christ came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're going to talk about that hope, that we can have an abundant life in the midst of not everything being the way we want it to be right now. Right. You know, darkness has invaded many people's lives mm -hmm. the last couple of years. 
that light yes. always overcomes yes, darkness. Yeah. You'll see a little pinpoint of light in a dark room. I think we might have mentioned this a long time ago in one of the podcasts, but when you see a shadow, there's light. Like it could be a street light on and you see the shadow of yourself. Well, there's light there. So David even talked about the shadow of your wing, the shadow. You're in his light. You're in his presence. Yes. In that shadow. Yeah. And in that light obviously is the victory. That's the overcomes darkness all the, all the time. And, and so in talking about all this, I have put together God's battle plan in a holiday of hope. And I have four things here. Four things. That almost sounds like bullet points. (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, what? Excuse me? (laughs) Well, there's four things in and then one more thing after that. But anyway, his name, the name of Jesus, when it talks about in, in the commandments, not to take the Lord's name in vain, there's a reason for that. His name is above every other name. Mm-hmm. The name of Jesus is so powerful, it made demons shudder. It made people pay attention. The authority and the power and the understanding of who Christ is in that name. So when you use the name of Jesus... And not as a swear word. You know, it's so obvious to see it sometimes now, even in the movies. I think we were watching something this past week and I thought, man, I didn't know they said that that many times in that movie. And I'd seen the movie so many times before. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, they keep taking the Lord's name in vain. His name is not to be used in that manner. His name makes the winds and the waves obey. In Jesus's name, the winds and waves obey his voice. When we did all of the different names of God yeah. earlier podcasts, yes. and one of the reasons we did it is because his name carries with it so many different revelations about his character. That's right. So when you're using it in vain, you're really oh. dismissing his entire Absolutely. character. Yeah. And that's probably it's, what it's, it's meant to do. It's not just a word. There's a lot no. packed into his was, name. Right. It was never meant to be a swear word. But the scripture I have here is in Philippians 2, 9 and 10. It says, God highly exalted him, Jesus, and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm. That's the power of his name. So when we use his name and saying, Jesus, I need your help. You're asking the name above all names. We're asking the one who every knee is going to bow. I don't care what athlete, what politician, what movie star, what influencer says about not believing, their knee is going to bow one day Mm. and their tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Because they will see him as he is. That's exactly right. In the sovereignty of who he is. Right. So we don't have to be ashamed I talk about this gentleman all the time. His name is Sean Foyt. Oh, I'm telling you, I don't know that there's anybody right now in this day. Now, I'm not hearing everybody and all the preachers, so that, that, that's not true. But from what I am hearing, this young man, 36 years old, has the most courage and boldness and is not ashamed of the gospel. He doesn't care what anybody says. Isn't he going to cities and he'll just set up in Times Worship, Square or yes. whatever and start worshiping God? His book is called Bold. Mm. It's the best book I've ever read. Really? Ever read. Get that. He will tell you exactly what was happening in 2020 when he was trying to proclaim Jesus on the streets of America and who was stifling him. When we're talking about the name of Jesus in this time of hope, you can use his name and he comes running. 
It says also in Luke 10, 17, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Remember when they, he sent them out two uh-huh. by two? They come back and they're all excited. Even the demons listen to us and even the demons. And then Jesus says to them, because he's like the coldest thing. He says <laughs> back to them, yeah, you know what? They did do that. But you better be more concerned that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So even though they were all excited because they were using his name and the power of his name, it Uh was working. Uh Demons were fleeing. People were getting healed in the name of Jesus. It's almost like they were excited that they had done magic tricks or something. And and we can't judge their hearts, but I mean, it's like, hey... This, this stuff really works. No, no. I saw The Chosen mm-hmm. season three. I saw it oh, at the movies. The, let me tell you something. First of all, I haven't followed it completely. I, I did watch the first season. I did not see any of the second. Oh, yeah. You need and to. I just missed it. And then they started the third one. And there is the scene where Jesus is sending them out mm-hmm. and they're scared to death. Mm-hmm. Like I never thought of that. They were scared because they never did it before. And Jesus is I understand just that. so <laughs> amazing when he just tells them, They're like, well, how do we know that's going to work? And he goes, it's going to (laughs) work. Well, how do they know they're going to listen to, it's going to happen. It's going to work. That made it all come more to life. Yeah. That in his name. So in this season right now of hope, you can use his name Mm -hmm. and call upon him. And he runs when we are asking for help. Now, if he's silent, it means we rest because he's doing something and we rest in that situation. I told you what I was dealing with, you know, last week, uh-huh. I've learned a rest and a peace when I have no clue what he is well, saying. You just mentioned something that's a really good point. So we call on Jesus name yes. and we invite him into this situation. Mm-hmm. Then we have to get past the idea that it's going to look a certain way yeah. because he may be doing all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Like you said, behind the scenes, he's always working. Yes. So it takes faith to believe, well, I've prayed. I have invited him into this thing. I need to rest now and know mm-hmm. that he's working. Mm-hmm. That takes faith. It takes a lot of faith. It's almost like we're looking out the window for the UPS truck to show up with our answer. <laughs> and when's it going to come? When's it going to come? And he's saying, I got this. I got yes, this. You I called know. on me. I'm here. I'm doing that, things. Yep. That's it. That's perfect. Sometimes it may not seem like he's doing much. Just like we talked last week about the 400 years of silence. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that God wasn't doing anything anywhere. No. Because it said in the fullness of time, Mm -hmm. he sent his son. So there was a reason for that 400 years, getting these people ready. Mm -hmm. His arrival. Yeah. And so in our lives, when we call on his name. Yes. There may be a period of time there where he's doing things. Mm -hmm. And just because we don't see him doesn't mean they're not happening. That's right. So there's one. Number two is his word. By using his word, I emphasize it a lot in the spiritual warfare book uh-huh. because the Bible in Hebrews, and we all know the scripture that the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and that it will cut through. Again, I'm talking about the holiday season because I know what it does to people. Mm. Holiday seasons can be, people can't wait till they're over because of what society has put on everything, that you have to get that perfect gift. You have to do this. You have to buy Look, you know, I'm not going there. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I have a limit and that's it. We got sucked in. Yes. So when you feel sucked in, it's having his word out in front of you. And it's having that word on three by five cards that we've talked about so often. His word is alive hope's alive. Hope is him. He's alive. And so his name's alive. His word is alive. 
The next one is worship. I know these are things that we've spoken so many times before, and I speak them a lot when I speak because it's to remind everybody. Yeah. Okay, so you have you have his name, you have his word, you have worship. Worship um, is it is a a form of a battle cry. It is a part of warfare to worship. Because you know Satan and the demonic yes. hordes hate it yes. when we worship. That's exactly they, right. The last thing they want is for God to be lifted up. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, you know that Satan, he was the worshiping angel. Mm-hmm. That's why music, mom and dad, when your kids are listening to music that you don't like, you know what? That could be like, and eh, 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 going off inside of you, a warning <laughs> sign. If Satan was the God of music in heaven, and then he gets kicked out because of his pride, don't you think he would take a hold of music here on earth and, and make it what it has become? Yeah. There's a powerful force in music yes. that we can't really understand, yes. but it can be a, a wonderful force for good. Yes, it can. I mentioned this in the last episode, yes. talking about just feeling the, the oppression that's going on, yes. not in my own life personally, but just in the world and, and the how God took me to his word yes. through Luann's book and another book mm-hmm. I mentioned. But the other thing was to listen to more music. That's right. More worship music. Absolutely. And it's weird. I can tell that there it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Because I feel the resistance. And I love music. I was on worship team for years and years. So it's not that I don't like music, but I can feel that spiritual resistance. It's almost like, don't do the very thing that you know is going to make you feel better. It's crazy. I know. But I make that decision. I'm going to make time for this. That's right. I'm not talking about worship at church. This Mm -hmm. is at home. It completely changed the atmosphere. Yes, it does. In my brain. (laughs) It does. And your spirit man then wakes up. The flesh, it has to bow to what we're doing in the spirit. That's true. So when you start to worship, but I would just, I would be like, Lord, I worship you. I give you praise. I sing my song to you. And I would just make stuff up (laughs) when I would be heavy hearted if I couldn't think of something. So worship is a battle cry for hopelessness, loneliness. Loneliness is a big deal in Christmas time. Yes. It just is. And so these are tools that can so be used in this season right now of hope. I feel like worship takes me up through the clouds. Yes. And it's like when you're flying and you yeah. come up through the clouds and then it's all clear up there. Yes. That's what worship does for me because yeah. it helps me to get above what's going on. The circumstances. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing. When we worship like that and we can take our eyes off of our situation because we can't fix it and we then just worship. And it's not a magic rabbit's foot. It's a principle of mm-hmm. God's goodness for us. It's not only the truth of the words yes. of the worship songs or hymns mm-hmm. or whatever you want to mm-hmm. use. There is something built into music itself. There's mm-hmm. a power there yes. that was meant to be used yes. for good. Mm-hmm. And of course, like you said, Satan took that thing that he specialized in yes. and has used it also for bad. But mm-hmm. there's a power there for us and we need to use it like you're talking about. Yeah, Take look at David. Of it. Look at David. David yeah. had his harp. His harp soothed the uh, <laughs> it's hard to say. the spirit of Saul, Saul that was wrestling so. And Saul calmed down. Mm-hmm. That just shows you right there. And there was always worship. God always sent the worshipers before anything that would happen. The, the worshipers always went first. They would go into battle with the worship team at, at the, the front. front. <laughs> yeah. They had to go first. Yeah. So you guys, yeah, you guys are paving the way. But again, what, what do we usually do in church? We usually worship first. Yeah. That paves the way to the message. And so that is just another tool. And even the Christmas carols that we're yeah, getting gonna, ready to yes. hear. 
were you going to talk about no, that? That's, but, yes, but if you really, I mean, I'm not talking about the, all I want is a hippopotamus for Christmas, <laughs> but the, the actual hymn. What child Christmas. is this? Yeah. We're so used to them. Mm-hmm. You can just tune out, but you know, pay attention. Yes. Some of them have great words. They have great words. I'm so glad you said that. I was going to say something like that because they have great words. Mm -hmm. There's some richness there. Yeah. And they're being played still in the malls Mm -hmm. and still in shops. Start singing it out loud. Yeah. While you're hearing those Christmas songs, no one's going to care. Right. You're singing to the music in the store, (laughs) you know, but I have a scripture for that. First Chronicles 16, 29, it says, ascribe to the Lord, the glory do his name. Mm. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then the last one of the of these four is prayer. Prayerlessness is a weapon of the enemy of our soul. Prayerlessness. When we choose to fly out of bed because this season is so busy, got to go to work, got to get the kids, got to do this. I got my list. Okay, I got to do this today. I got to do this feeling that oppression, it was because I was spending time with God, but I didn't feel that connection with him. My mind would get Mm -hmm. distracted. And so Luann's book and the other book I mentioned last week, Words to Pray By, really have helped me. Yeah. Because when you don't know what to pray because you feel frazzled, Mm -hmm. sometimes you need some things to help you to to get you started. It was just like uncorking the bottle for me was to start with the prayers that are in these books. Yeah. You know, it comes on as simple as, like the other day I stopped in my car, because when it comes to toys, are you kidding? (laughs) I love toys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I love buying toys. I love to see the faces of the kid, yeah. my nieces and nephews that just go, oh, like that kind of stuff. I just love it. But I prayed and said, please don't let me buy something that I don't need to buy. And so that, that's stopping yeah. to pray. Yes. And, it's and connecting with God. Yeah. We don't want to leave ourselves so busy and doing so many things and missing the greatest part of it all. The fact is, if we're disconnected from God, we're not going to enjoy anything, period. I am. And the no. Christmas time will come and go and yes. we'll feel like it was awful. Yeah. No, right. Or, or empty. Or empty. Mm-mm. When really the thing is that we were yeah. just not getting connected to God. Mm-hmm. And if we would take that time, even all throughout the day, That's- I like to spend time first thing in the morning. And sometimes I'm bad about just zipping through my day and not mm-hmm. reconnecting. Yes. And I need to be more intentional about that because I run out of gas by the end of the day. <laughs> I know. You know, I, I need him in everything I'm doing. I know. And that's so good because I think so many people are looking for hope in their battle. Mm-hmm. And I, if I can say, the Lord has not forgotten you. Yeah. And he's not forgotten where any of us are at. Mm-hmm. He knows the hairs on your head. His thoughts towards you outnumber the grains of sand. You're not forgotten. So when you feel like you're forgotten, that's not true. That's a lie. It's a lie from your own flesh saying that to you, mm-hmm. or whether that's something the enemy's feeding you to bring you down into, into despair of some kind. Yeah. But hope, hope is not a wish. You know, when I was reading about hope, hope's not a wish, it's a trust. And it's a, it's a desire with anticipation is what actually what it says. And hope deferred makes the heart sick. So when something in our life has been deferred, it makes your heart sick. And then it says, and then it says, but, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Yes. When you're feeling that hopelessness, I'm, I'm sure he's like, honey, you don't need to feel this way. I'm right here. One of the things that I went back and looked at from our very, very first podcast was on hope yeah, because the name of our podcast <laughs> yes. uh, is Unquenchable Hope. And I had written this down and it was such a good reminder for me. And it says that the Old Testament word that is often translated as hope 
there were different Hebrew words that are translated into English as hope. Yes, good. one of them is a word that comes from a root word that means to bind together by twisting, oh. like if you were braiding hair yeah, or something. Good. And the idea is that we become emotionally intertwined with whatever we've set our hope on. Oh, good. And so during the holidays, if if our hope is all about how other people respond to the things we get them or yeah. or don't respond. Yeah, <laughs> or just having this hallmark Christmas and, yes. and all of that. If we set our hope on that, our emotions are getting intertwined. That's right. And our hope is supposed to be on what is this really about? That's exactly and right. The way to maintain that is what you just said through those four things. Yes. To keep our hope in the right place. And at the end of this, it's going to be a wonderful, enriching time. Yeah. And you know what? Because he's always fighting for us. Mm-hmm. I think some people have also said they don't have enough money for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's okay. What else do any of us really need? Another sweater? I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not putting it down, but do you know what I mean? No, you're exactly right. And maybe, just maybe, just as it was in the Old Testament when it was dark, mm-hmm. and we feel the darkness right now in America, me in the world, there's a lot of chaos. Maybe, just maybe, we don't need to buy that extra sweater. Yeah. Last week, I read some scriptures out of Isaiah chapter 11, and it's a wonderful prophecy of Jesus. Yeah. We talked about how these things apply to us as believers. Mm-hmm. Just a quick rundown of what those things are. It's wisdom, yes. understanding, mm-hmm. counsel, strength, knowledge, and fear of the Lord. All of those things apply to us because we have that's the right. Spirit of God if we're believers. And so really, that's what we have to give other people. That's right. Yeah, maybe a three-year-old would oh, rather no. have a toy than... No, no than I'm those, not talking uh, three Yeah, those yeah. Are, But <laughs> overall... What we can give other people mm. is pieces of ourselves. We can give That's them good. the wisdom that God has taught us. We can give them understanding. Good. Just the gift of listening to somebody. So few people yes. these days listen to people. Yes. And people are starving. That's right. If you can give someone some individual attention, strength, you know, just come alongside and encourage them. That whole list from Isaiah 11, 2, and 3, read over that. Read those attributes. And if you're a believer, you have those to give other people, and they would rather have that than another sweater. <laughs> I <laughs> guarantee that, it. No, I, because um, the personal stuff, yeah. that's the things that minister. Right. You know, and I think, like I said, in the darkness that we're all feeling, that's the hope. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes people will say, well, Jesus is the last hope. I heard someone say this line. Check this line out. He's the best hope. He's not our last hope. He is our first line of rescue. Isn't Mm -hmm. that good? He is that. He is our first line of rescue. He's the God of all hope. That's right. There are just a a ton of great verses about hope in there. And those are promises. And so I think that there's plenty more. Mm-hmm. That we could talk on if we want to do another. Yeah. Let's if go. If you're for ready it. for it. All right. Then there's plenty more. Yeah. Just to end, to emphasize what oh. you brought, those practical steps, it popped into my head that really the way out of despair, the pit mm-hmm. of despair, the only way out is to choose to discipline your way out. You yes, know what I'm saying? You choose to yes. worship. You choose yes. to pray. Yes. God does a supernatural thing in response to yes. that to get us out of that pit. Mm-hmm. But the first steps may be you choosing to do these things That's that exactly Luann right. mentioned. And so. not stay there. We were not called to stay in hopelessness. That wasn't why he died. That's right. He, he did not sacrifice himself so that we would be despaired. If he's the God of all hope, we should be the people of mm-hmm. all hope. That's right. 
even in the midst of our circumstances. Do you want to pray for people who may be feeling hopeless right now? Yes, absolutely. Well, Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you that your word is alive and it is sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you that you are faithful. You are a good father, that you are desiring in the midst of such chaos in our society right now, Lord, we shake our heads and wonder what in the world. And I know there's many out there who are probably feeling the hopelessness to think that we're losing a lot of things. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus and speak life and your Holy Spirit and your word and your name, worship. Father, that you are faithful God. There's not a time that you have left your children alone. You have your eye on every one of us. You have not taken your eye off of anybody. You have your eye completely on each one of us, watching, determining our situations, knowing what's good. You said you had plans that were good. This is not the end of anything for any of us. I pray for those who are feeling brokenhearted, for those who are feeling hopeless. We all have been there. We all have cried out and cried out, maybe to a a voice that we weren't hearing right away, but you were working anyway. So Father, I just pray for those who are heavy hearted, even this day, that you would lift their eyes to the heavens from where their help comes Mm -hmm. and their help comes from you. May they begin to sing a, a word of praise to you. If it's in their own song, let them sing their own song to you, Father, and turn their eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face and the things on earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too. So please share it and share some hope.